Welcome, everybody, to Reality Tonic. I am your host, Spencer, alongside with co-host, we'll call him co-host, Rob. Rob, we have a very special guest today. You know, as we know, what we do is we want to interview people. We want to interview people from all walks of life, amazing stories, amazing jobs, amazing hobbies, lifestyles, and this next guest seems to have everything all of the above a very amazing guest that we have please welcome one half of the rap duo tag team we have dc the brain supreme welcome sir hey, y'all. welcome how welcome doing? how are you doing good man good good um very 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 happy to have you here you are definitely our most famous guest so it is great to be in the presence of a celebrity um <laughs> talk to me now i mean tag team right 93 that thing came out the uh, whoop there it is 28 years ago that's amazing so you recorded yeah. that in 92 right yeah we recorded in 92 and um it took a while because you know i thought every record that we would do would be a hit record so i was playing all kind of other records and i had the one right in front of me and it was proven and um it just ended up, you know, once I realized it and figured it out and went through a lot of heartache and pain, people lying to me, telling me they wanted to sign us and all that, uh, we finally got signed. And um, uh, we got signed to Bellmark Records. And um, it's funny because I remember I was about to give up and one of the record reps was like, you need to talk to Al Bell. I was like, Al Bell? And uh, for those who don't know who Al Bell is, he um, one of the original three um, soul record companies. You had uh, Philly International, you had Motown, and you had Stax Records. Al Bell owned Stax Records, and the year before, he put out a record called Daisy Dukes by Deuce, and it went gold. And I was like, that might work. And gave him a call. Two weeks later, he calls me back. I'm like, look, man, we got a hit record. I don't need you to fluff me no more. Just let's get this going. You got to sign us. He was like, okay. I was like, don't play with me, dude. You haven't even heard the record. And um, he told me, brother, I don't have to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Let's agree to agree. Get this thing moving. And let's go. And I gave my two weeks at the club I was working at, Magic City. Signed a messed up record contract. And in a month and a half, we were platinum, and the rest is history. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think what happens is a lot of people, you know, growing up, I'm 33, right? So that song comes out, we hear it on everything. We still hear it on everything. So it's amazing because it comes from, you know, you have that big hit, goes platinum. Is it quiet for a little bit? Or then does the radio, mm-hmm. when does the movie start picking up everything? It's, it, it's never stopped. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Now, now, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, as far as, you know, having a hit and always hot, you know, it's only going to be as hot as it's going to be, but it's never stopped. Every year it's in either a movie, every year it's either 
I mean, you can go and look at the IMDb page and it goes all the way back to 1993, right? Of all the movies, all the television shows, all the things that we've done. And every year, you know, I always looked at it as it's up to me to get our money. I never looked for anybody else to do anything for us. So I acquired the skills to be able to take advantage of the things that come our way. You know what I mean? So that has worked for me over the years. I mean, I'm, I do videography, I do SEO, I'm a digital marker, I'm into crypto. I love to learn and any adversity that comes my way, I turn it into a positive thing and learn about it and vow to never let it happen again. And that's what I had to do with this record because there were trials and tribulations, but you just don't give up because I got a forever hit record. You know what I mean? And sure. it's up to me to get the money. And if I don't, then, you know, I could have looked at the glass half empty and became just old and bitter. You know what I mean? But I didn't do that. And we still get to do more than most artists do. For sure. That's amazing. After all these years. And then the Geico commercial just, we out of here. So. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That was that was wild. I mean, I'm at work and people mm -hmm. are just going French vanilla, Rocky River. They're just <laughs> they're just going. I'm yeah, like, it's back. So <laughs> you know, and and, and my Still my here. my daughter's singing that. You know, and she's yeah. two. So it's it's it must yeah. be wild, right? Like, how old were you when that when that song came out? Twenty three. Oh, I'm wow. amazing. So. Yep. Can I ask you, so when that song comes out, I know you said he sounded like a shady record deal and stuff like that. Outsiders looking in, we're sitting there going, must be loaded, right? Must have been an instant hit, must be rich. But like times are different, obviously now, than it was back then. It seemed, everything just seems so much harder. So when you sign that record deal, you get the song, right? Everything's everything's great. Are you mm. rolling in the dough right away? Like these other guys seemed, or is that just a perception? Anyway. I, mm -hmm. I was I was working... I worked at one of the biggest strip clubs in the world, Magic City. So I was making a thousand dollars a night. So, you know, we got money, but there were issues. And by the time we figured out that there were issues, the record company went bankrupt. Oh, and wow. Then it was uh, a little more difficult, right? And I could have looked at, like I said, I could have just gave up and turned into an old bitter rapper, but I didn't. You know, I, basically became a paralegal and I fought and I learned about, I learned the legalese, learned what emotion is, learned how to get a court case, learned how to get case law, learned how to study, you know, study all that old stuff so you can win battles. And, you know, after 20 years, we kind of prevailed, you know what I mean? It came at a cost, but still, and sure. we did get some money, you know what I mean? We just didn't get what we were supposed to get. So, mm -hmm. So and, and, and I take full responsibility as you know as a grown man. So those are just one of those situations where you're like, that'll never happen to me again. And that's why I became a licensed commodities broker because I I wanted to understand finance and money, right? And I just take negative, I take negative events in my life and turn them into positives. That's all. And if you do that, life will be good to you. For sure. I mean, you had to learn that at a young age. 23 is young. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, that's yeah. young. You know, you're a baby and you're signing that thing and you're all excited and everything seems to go great. But, you know, I, I was doing a little research and I saw like you're a scary dude when it comes to that stuff because, you you know, knowledge is power. Right. So mm -hmm. with this whole thing, I mean, was it 
a struggle? Do you think it could have been easier just hiring somebody to do all that for you? Or would you just not have trust in other people in control of, you know, your livelihood? Oh, man, I love to learn. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, I learn it. Then I build my team because I know that I can build my team in a custom way to where it's custom to me. Mm -hmm. Right? Every time I try to get people to do the stuff that I want them to do, it never comes out right. So I got to go learn it. Then when I learn it, I can go to people and say, hey, this is what I need. I need you to study this, 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 and this. Then I'm going to show you how to do it. I, I make tutorial videos and the people learn it. And then I've got workers, right? And you just got to understand that I love learning like people like, you know, to play basketball. I love learning like people love to have sex. I love learning like anything you love to do because it is true power. People don't even understand it's true power. Truth is power, right? And that's me, man. And and it's 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 about it's also about forward thinking, right? I don't worry about the things that I can't control. I only worry about what I can control. And I play offense. I just keep moving, mm -hmm. right? And then I don't I don't treat things as a quid pro quo. I don't treat life as a quid pro quo. Like if this, if I do this, therefore this has to happen. I don't even look at it that way. I just plant the seeds and keep it moving. Right. And what happens is those seeds grow in 15, 10, two weeks, whatever they come back and they bless you in ways that you can never imagine. And, you know, 28 years ago, I planted a seed called Wump. There it is. And in 2022, it is a sequoia. It ain't going nowhere. And I've done that with several things. I mean, I'm very versed in SEO. So I can do my own promotion. I'm my own publicist, right? I'm my own everything. Because I, and, and I've come up with hacks. You know, I've come up with ways to, you know, consolidate the learning curve, right? I join organizations. When I get stuck on something, I join an organization. Because organizations are filled with ten, you know, people who love their profession that have been doing it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they can't wait to tell you how to do it. So instead of me running around trying to read a book, trying to, you know, follow false prophets and all sorts of stuff, like I get in an organization, pay their dues, and then I start calling everybody and say, This is what I need. And then they teach me in two weeks, and now I'm running, right? You cut that learning curve because now they're, they're telling me what not to do. And then what to do at the same time. So now I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an actor. I'm a voice artist. All at once, right? Publicist, booking agent. Anything I want to do, I can do. SEO specialist, digital marketer. Anything I want to do, I can do. Because I know how to find the resources to get it done quick, right? And, you know, they call me DC the brand supreme for a reason. For sure, for sure. Now... When you're 23, mm -hmm. so let's go back, right? We're 23 years old. The song comes out, right? We're, we're making the music video. Like, is your the gear start going now? Like, oh, this is, I, I know you've always, sounds like you've always, you know, looked towards a, the future a little bit, knowing that you got to be successful. But when this song, at what point are you like, oh, this is, it's really going to happen now? Was it on the set? Was it after recording? Like, how did it all go down? It's when uh, we recorded it in August of 92. I went to the club because I had to work that night. And 
to this day, it's the biggest response on any record I've ever heard as a DJ. And I've been DJing for 30 years. People came to, to, to the DJ booth like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, when, you, when that happens, you know it, right? And But my hubris as a young man thought every song that I make was going to be like that. So it took a minute. Sure. <laughs> I had to get out my own way, right? Yep. And, you know, now it's just about, now it's about taking one opportunity and turn it into 10, right? For sure. So anything I do turns into 10 more opportunities because I'm built that way. And I know how to connect the dots to where, it's, you know, people's like, DC, you can't do all of that. You can't possibly do everything. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. But I sure enough can be prepared for everything. And everybody's like, man, that makes so much sense. I'm like, you just disapproved of the very thing that you now approved of said a different way because preparation is doing everything. Mm-hmm. It's doing everything in your power to succeed, right? And that's just preparation. So all the people used to call me jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, but if you live long enough and hustle hard enough and learn how to learn and play offense, you become masterful at all those trades and they come back to serve you in ways you could have never imagined, right? So I try to always tell people, if you're in a dead-end job or there's no excuse, if you're in a job and you don't like your situation, well, learn everything about that job. Learn everybody else's job. I ain't about to do all that work, all right, but I am. You know, when I was a DJ, I was not just a DJ, I was invaluable. I was your light guy, I was your sound guy, I did your flyers, I did your graphics, I did your videos, I did your radio spots, and you paid me. And you weren't gonna let me go because you would have had to hire 10 people to do the job of one. You make yourself invaluable. And even if you do get let go or get laid off, it's a transition to the next thing, the next bigger thing. And you built your toolbox up to help you deal with the things in life. I'll call it, you know, I'm ambidextrous in life because it don't matter. Anything comes my way, I got a tool to fix it, right? So I'm just different, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't subscribe to people telling me what I can do, what I can't do, why I should feel bad, why the government this, this, that. I don't, mm. I don't, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And what people don't understand is that knowledge is freedom as well. For sure. Right? I mean, you got knowledge and you got you got the power, then you got freedom. Because you, any situation you get in, you can get out of. Because things do change. Life, life is baked in the cake. Right? <laughs> so there's no way that I'd still be here getting ready to do 40 shows this year. And getting ready to do more commercials, getting ready to do movies, getting uh, got movies coming out, got TV shows coming out, got five auditions due Monday. There's no way that I can do all that if I give up or if I treat life as a quit pro quo or if I'm always crying or if I'm always worried about the next, uh-uh, I play offense. For sure. I'm going to keep shooting. You, right? you know, and you, and you said you were, you know, you said you were different, right? Back then, when, when so when you guys are out there, Music was different back. I mean, what what was the scene like back then? There wasn't tag tag team. It wasn't like that type of music, right? I mean, but everybody respected us because the place I worked at was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody before I even made it. Every artist came to my club, and in Atlanta, that was the begin. That was like the renaissance of Atlanta. 
It was the best kept secret. That's when I got there when Dion got there. Dion, when he got drafted, I was there when Dominique was there. I was there, Jermaine Dupree, TLC, uh, Bobby Brown had got there. L.A. Reed and Babyface was there. So we was all there together, and they all was in my DJ booth. All the athletes, all the stars. I knew them all before I even made it. So when I made it, it was like, man, that's dope, right? Ed Lover. He's one of the reasons, boom, there it is, blew up because he he's my boy because he used to come down to the club and he heard, boom, there it is. He was like, what is that? I said, that's my new record. He said, give me that. I only had it on cassette, so I had to wait to get some vinyl. Got some vinyl, gave it to him because this was after I uh, gave my two weeks at Magic City. So I was gone about maybe two weeks after I left. And he took that record, went back to New York and played at the entire show on Yo! MTV Raps, which was the bedrock of hip-hop back then. Mm -hmm. And we were out of here. And then two weeks later, the Bulls won their third championship. Now I got all the Bulls on the stage chanting, Woomp, there it is, on WGN. <laughs> right? Because awesome. back wow. then, WGN and TBS were the only cable channels. Right? Yeah. So the whole country knew about Woomp, there it is, and then it just skyrocketed. Yeah. Now, I'm happy. I'm having fun. We on the road. We doing shows with Tupac and everybody else, right? <laughs> but, wow. yeah, we did shows with that. We were on the Budweiser Super Best with Silk and BBD, Belle Bill DeVoe and SWV and MC Light and Queen Latif. We did, we did shows with everybody. But everybody already knew me, and everybody respected us because everybody knew where I was from. And it's how you carry yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Even though we make the music we, we, we made, you know, our music comes from the essence of hip hop, which to me is Planet Rock. All them old electronic records, right? And it was just a little bit different. But I mean, we just held our own. And I just never let any, I just refused to let anybody put us in a, uh, put us in a pigeonhole, put us in a basket to where we can't do anything. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm going to figure out another way. And by the time you figure out I did it, it's already done. Right. So fast forward now, I'm putting together pitches for ad agencies because you let me in the game. Right. Yep. Now I know what to do and I'm going to learn how to be my own ad agency. Right. So I can pitch my stuff to ad agencies and get more commercials because they're very lucrative. I'm going to still make music, but it's going to be in jingles, soundtracks and ad agency stuff, commercials, mm -hmm. right? There's always a way. Everybody's success story is different, right? I'm an actor. I don't want to be a star. I just want small roles in big movies. Right. Give me five minutes with The Rock, I'm good. I'll be impressed because <laughs> I'm my own publicist. I'm my own PR. I know what to do to make it work. I know SEO, so I can harness the power of Google and make anything I want to make and be relevant for as long as I need to be relevant. I don't have to, I don't need social media to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to do what those kids do. And you know, that's why people hate social media because they see other kids getting all these millions acting an ass, but we grown. We're not about to do that. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not about to do that. That that's, that's not us. And there are some people who are older that do do that, but it's like, no, for them, they think you need 100,000 people or a million people to be successful. But I tell people, you do not need 100,000 people to like you. 
you need a hundred people to pay you. Right. Difference. For sure. Right? So I think different, dude. I'm sorry. It's just that <laughs> you have to. It's like survival of the fittest. You have to adapt. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. animal adapts the most is one that keeps his bloodline going. That's the one that doesn't become extinct. Yep, absolutely. Right? So question for you. You know, you mentioned all these big names coming into your club. Do you still keep in contact with big name people? Because I think we, we get surprised, you know, mm-hmm. regular civilians like myself. I'm like, oh, that guy knows that. You know, they, they casually let something slip, like got Jay-Z in my phone or whatever. It's like that guy, you know? Like, do you have anybody? I know them all, but it's like, you know, when you get older, man, you, you see people from time to time, on, like right now, I'm going to see salt and pepper. I'm going to see Tone Loke. I'm going to see Naughty by Nature. I'm going to see all my colleagues when we start touring again, right? Or when we do shows, right? So I see them then. And, but, but you know, it's in and out for me. Mm-hmm. It's no hanging out or nothing. It's in and out because I'm always trying, I'm taking care of business. I'm always looking for the next move. I'm always networking. I'm trying to take one opportunity, turn it into 10, mm-hmm. right? So for me, doing a show is more like a performance of being a outstanding artist in the sense that we're going to be on time. You're not going to have to worry about us. We're going to be self-sufficient. We're not going to be prima donnas. We're going to have bare bones to for the sound guy to have to worry about us with turntables and all the other stuff. And we got a band and we're trying to do all this extra stuff. We're going to make it so easy for you that you use us all the time. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I could care less about nothing else but getting just taking one opportunity, turn it into 10. Yeah. That's my focus on everything that I do. So, so you kept the song. I mean, what's it like hearing your song? Like, obviously, you know, we were talking, I was talking with Rob before. Obviously, you know your song's gonna be in a movie, right? Before you have to figure that out. But what's it like? Like you're yeah. an elf, you're in Mighty Ducks and all that. Like for a kid, that it's just awesome, you know? Well, what's it like for you? What listening to your stuff like that? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's hard. I, hey man, I know that's hard for me to say, but I, my humility is resolute. I am not a star, right? I made a record, I'm proud of it, but I'm not a star. I don't, I can't fall into that. I can't. I have to always keep, because I, I have to always keep my ego sequestered and I always have to kill my pride. Because when your ego is sequestered and your pride is dead, your mind is open to every possibility imaginable. You see what I'm saying? I'm For sure. Man, I can't, all that, all that is nothing to me. All that is false because I tell young cats, I said, what do you have when all that's over? Because your record is gonna fade. What do you have mm-hmm. when it's over? And that's, think about the graveyard of artists that had one album, two albums, one record, never a record. That's a big graveyard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in it. So you've never had think- a lull of feeling like, oh man, like this is, this is, this is a wrap, like it's slowing down. Because you've always been moving with this, right? Did you ever have a brief period of time where it's like? Ugh. It's like that all the time. But you mm-hmm. know what? I get up and do things anyway. Right. There's always doubt. There's always, all this is easier said than done, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm, I know I'm talking good and it sounds like it's easy, but trust me, it is easier said than done. It is painful, right? I don't want, I'm just as lazy as everybody else, but you know what? I do it anyway, right? Because it got to be done. 
Mm-hmm. So you can do, you can be lazy and still get things done at the same time, right? Yeah. You can do two things at once. And I was, I, you know, I've learned, I've been like that all my life. I'm a hustler. I got to have 10 things incubating. So when one goes down, I have nine more that are ready and two more that I think of, right? Because you don't know how long it's going to take for that idea to come to fruition. And, you know, the whole Geico thing comes from SEO because they could find me. That's what I want to know. How does that like that? So, you know, Geico's amazing commercials, right? Wild, wild commercials. When that came on, I mean, everybody loved it. Nobody was like, what the hell is this? Everybody loved it. Walk Mm -hmm. me through, if you can, how the whole thing went down. How'd you guys get in contact with each other? It goes back to 2011. This is my narrative. It might have been this way. It might not have been. But to me, this is the genesis of it. 2011, everybody thinks Barack Obama's in our video because L.A. Snow from Deuce, one little frame, looks like young Barack Obama. So I'm getting pressed. We do, we're doing ABC, NBC, CNN, New York, uh, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, New York Times. We're stars, we're superstars again, right? But at the end of those two weeks and everything faded, I didn't have no money in my pocket. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't have a web presence. I said, that'll never happen again. And that's when my SEO career started. Search engine optimization, the ability ability to be on Google's first page. Back then, you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. Right. Oh, yeah, (laughs) right. Type in tag team today, it's all tag team. It took me 10 years to learn SEO. And now I'm masterful at it, right? And it's just about, it's just about feeding the Googlebot information and data so it knows where to put you. So that means filling out all your profiles. It means filling, you know, doing the things that you need to do. So when people are looking for you, they can find you. When they need your services, they can find you. So middle of the pandemic, September 20, I get a call from my agent for acting. Uh, people store in Atlanta, Georgia. And they're like, DC, you just booked a Geico commercial. I was like, don't play with me, Lena. I haven't even auditioned for a Geico commercial. She was like, no, DC, for tag team. I was like, oh. When checked the tag team phone, there it was. And they didn't wait. They went to my IMDB portal, called my agent, right? Then when they called my agent, I let my agent make the deal because I don't have to get lawyers now. And my agent made the deal and the synergy was so incredible and is the biggest deal that I've ever done to this date. Okay. Bigger, than Moon, All right. bigger than Mickey Mouse, bigger than Adam's family, bigger than any of them. Wow. And now it's time to get to work. And because I'm an actor, and I audition for commercials all the time. I knew what to do. I said, I'm going into this thing with six or seven different things that I could bring to this commercial. And we had our fitting. And I went to the director and producer. I said, I got some ideas. It was like, whatever you want to do, DC, we doing. So the next day we shot. And where do you think the spin and scoop came from? That was prepared. Where do you think sprinkles comes from? That was prepared. I was like, I know kids love sprinkles. And we got to have sprinkles, man, because, you know, I want to do this LeBron James thing. I want to do the, the salt Bay sprinkle and I want to have a sprinkle food fight. I want to do everything. You know, I just know kids love sprinkles because I wanted to make it dear toward kids and ice cream. You just can't. You can't. It doesn't get better. Right. <laughs> the little dance we do. Right. The spin and scoop. I was trying to get somebody to make it. I was like, I can't get it done. He's like, it'll be done tomorrow. And when I got to set, it was a spin and scoop. And I had to learn how to use it real quick. 
but all those things that were prepared. You see what I'm saying? Preparation yeah. are the things that make that commercial incredible. Just the mere fact that I said sprinkles yeah. at the end. Sprinkles is the new party people. Right. right. Yeah. Everywhere we go, everybody wants to just hear me say sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We, we've been Amazing. doing parades. We did, we did Thanksgiving parades. We did Christmas parades. <laughs> everybody was just saying sprinkles. We're about to do the, the Washington, D.C. We're about to do uh, the Cherry Blossom Festival. The sheer magnitude of the variety of things we get to do now, and we've always been able to do, is just incredible. And so after we shot, shoot the commercial, I'm like, okay, whew. That's over. But then I was like, I hope they don't have us looking crazy because that's always a fear. I hope it's not corny. I hope it's not. And, you know, so I'm like, well, let me find a publicist since we can't go do shows because usually when you get a Geico commercial, you're out of here. Salt and Pepper did theirs in 2014 and they hadn't stopped touring to the pandemic. So then what am I going to do? It's like, I'm going to get a publicist. But then publicists didn't want to work with me because they didn't know how to do a commercial. They were like, we're at home. This is a pandemic. We ain't. It's like, all right, thank you. And that's where I'm different. I'm not going to give up. And I joined the Public Relations Society of America. Like I said, I joined, in, I joined organizations. And I'm two days in, Super Bowl week. Commercial's going good. It dropped Christmas. And it, it, it was a worldwide YouTube campaign. So for the whole weekend, we were on, splattered on the first page of YouTube. And I'm telling you that week I did a, we did a, I was on a, a, a Zoom cast, it was on a Wednesday. And it was the CEO of this PR firm. And I asked questions, are press releases relevant? She was like, well, what's it for? I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in this Geico commercial called Scoop, there it is. And just blew the entire chat up. Oh my God, that can't be him. What's he doing here? Great commercial, dude. My mom loves that commercial. My kids love that commercial. Just took over the entire chat. And there was this, you know, the moderator's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. we'll thank you, you know, we'd like to welcome DC to the organization. But back to this question, are press releases relevant in this day and age? And the CEO was like, yes, because the entire last year, every story has been about COVID and every story has been about po politics. Mm -hmm. And here you guys come spinning scoops, throwing sprinkles, and DC will smile. She said, of course that press release is going to work. And you're going to go here for all the publicists. You can go here for all the journalists. You can go here for all the TV talk shows. You're going to go here for all the podcasts. Make sure your pitches are like this. And it has, she gave me the entire breadth of her experience in 10 minutes. And it has changed my life forever. And it is the very reason that you and I are talking right now. Hell yeah. See what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. I'm my own damn publicist. I do two or three of these a day. I got a thousand of these under my belt. There is not a podcast I won't do because they serve so many purposes. This done turned into me doing motivational speaking. This has turned into me getting shows. This has turned into me getting invited to Comic-Con just by having conversations with people and inspiring people, talking to people about the things I wish somebody had talked to me about when I was a young man. Yeah. And that's how Scoop There It Is started. And... I don't just, I wasn't just happy with a commercial. I wanted to, I want to keep it going. So I know everybody in Geico. I know everybody in the Martin agency, which is the ad agency. And they love us. And I love them. We got, we got lifetime relationships now. So now sky's the limit. I know the game now. So what did I do? 
I took one opportunity and turned it into 10, right? Because it's like five things I can't even talk to you about right now because I'm on a non-disclosure agreement, right? And I train, train, train. Because when an opportunity comes, you have to be ready. Especially now, the clock ticking, right? So I'm very grateful for the... I, 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 was, I was very, very happy with the Geico commercial. Very happy. That brought joy to me because the sheer amount of letters and emails that I got where it just made people happy from two to 90. Like we would go to places, do shows, and you could see it in people's eyes. You know, people would send me letters. My father's got cancer and you're the only thing that makes them happy. You know, how do you, how do you deal with stuff like that? And I, I'm just happy that we can bring comfort we can bring joy to the world at the time when the world needs joy. For sure. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying, man? And that's, yeah. that's what it's about, right? That's more than, you know, how did you feel with, with, with a hit record? I don't give a damn about no hit record. The fact that I could change people's lives. Yeah. And just for a set, every time that commercial comes on, you got to jump up and dance. For sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To, yeah. to where little kids, that's the first thing that come out their mouth. They don't even know how to talk. Yeah. I saw a video where that commercial came on and a dog was trying to sing it. Wow. I have never seen a dog try to talk so hard. It blew me away. Wow. The, the sheer amount of things that I've seen, the sheer amount of baby. And then now we're nominated, you know, we're working on a Grammys. We were the commercial of the year, the biggest ad agency. The entire marketing ad agency world knows who I am now because I am on the cover of the biggest trade in the in the world for commercial of the year and ad agency of the year. You're doing it all yourself. I mean, like, you know, representing yourself. Yeah. And it's all about well, networking. I, mean, I got, right? you know, I got, see, I, I'll hustle it up and then I send it to my people because yeah. those are the yeah. people we have a re relationship. It all started with me doing it myself. And then people, you know, are like, well, let me work with you. Let me work with you. But the person who gets me what I need, that's the one I'm gonna go with. So I have my booking agent now. I can't be the booking agent and do all the, you know, do all the other stuff. So I had to relegate that to somebody else. You know, I, I've got a publicist, but we work together, right? The ideas come from me. And then that we, we work our expertise together, right? So I love to learn all this stuff because you can, you, you know if somebody's doing what they're supposed to or not, right? If you hire somebody for digital marketing and they can say they can blow your website up and then six months later, they're like, your website's not blown up, then how would you even know, right? But if I hire somebody, I've, this is, and I did, a, uh, I did a podcast for my mentors yesterday. And I was telling them, I was like, I get people services and they're like, I start talking to them. They're like, uh, I got to get you to my supervisor. And I start talking to the supervisor. Uh, you got to talk. Let me let you talk to the CEO. And I talked to the CEO and the CEO was like, why did you even, you, you got everything. He said, man, I'm going to refund you your money, man, because I can't, you know more than me, right? <laughs> See, that's the validation. That's why I asked that lady, our press release is relevant. I know they're relevant because I know how to hustle them. Mm -hmm. But I like to hear, I like the validation, right? And I got the validation and I, I, I hit the ground running. So now I'm in the process of, you know, 
making sure my acting career is always going to be fruitful because I love to do it. And we get to go do shows. I get to be a kid all the time. Right. So I, I am lucky. I am blessed, but I bust my ass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Always you know moving. What I'm saying? So, and, and don't get me wrong. I have my fun, but I've had so much. I, I've had, I had my fun. I, w- I had so much fun in my twenties that I didn't, I was done. You get it all out of your system. I was, a, I've been a DJ all my life. Oh yeah. So you were in that life that whole time. I've anyway. been a DJ for, I've been a DJ at strip clubs and clubs simultaneously all my life. I've had the best of all worlds. <laughs> strip club, club, rap star. That's for sure. Get, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And that's what Rob's trying to get to when he'll never get there, DC. Yeah, Let's I'm working on it. Yeah. There, it'll never work out. It'll never happen. Someday, someday. You never know. So okay, are you, yeah. are you, did you hang out with like Tupac and stuff like that? Like every were, now and then, because his mom lived down here. So I'll see him in the club and we'd sit there and chop it up a little bit. You know I mean, I hung out with, I hung out with everybody. See, when you, it's easy, it's easy for me to say that now because it was nothing. It's never been nothing to me to hang out with people or your friends. They're my friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand the significance because I am steeped in his history. I'm history, right? I'm, you know, you guys never knew about that, right? Oh, and uh, we were just, we were just partying. We see each other, outcast, everybody. All these are my friends. Little John, I gave so many people so many jobs. It, they were all kids when I was when I was coming up, and they came up, and we love each other to this day. Don't even see each other that much, right? But if I see him again, we gonna start. We gonna stop and we gonna talk about the old days for a long time, mm-hmm. because they know everybody knows the significance of my contribution to this game. Do you need to have this? Do you need to have your mentality to succeed in this business? I mean, or I know it sounds like a shady business, to be honest with you. Like you got to really be careful. But if you do it right and you represent yourself accordingly, you can have a good career like yourself. It's Is it practical. still like that now? You got to be practical and you got to learn. You know, you got to know what your lawyers are doing. You got to know what everybody's doing. And you can't do that. All this comes from experience. It's easy for me to say this because it's experience, right? And it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And I tell people this all the time. It never, ever will ever, ever, ever get easier. But it does get better. Right? And that's all you can hope for in life. That it gets better. And it does. Because of your work ethic. Because even, even if I hustle, I'll go work a regular job because I've been working since I was a kid. I, As a grown man, I do not fear work. Have you That's had a traditional job since the DJ days, or has it always been like? Man, you know, I had. I've been, hey, dude. I've been stemming greens and shucking peas since I was five years old. I had a paper route when I was eight. Worked at Dolly Madison Ice Cream when I was thirteen. Worked at the AV department at the school when I was fourteen, and then I worked at Mile High Stadium selling Pepsi for the Denver Broncos. Come on, dude. I've been working all my life. I've been mm-hmm. hustling. Then I became a DJ, and then I got. Started doing all the college parties. And then I started DJing at the clubs and I moved to Atlanta. I had every club, big club in this city, right? Until the record. 
then I was gone on the record. So I, I, I don't fear, I don't fear working. When you say you have those lulls and things, you know, we was in a messed up contract. I had to go back to work. So I went back to what I knew, DJing. It was just mm -hmm. like doing shows. It was show money for me. While I prepared for my day in court. Right? And, you know, don't get me wrong. We didn't get screwed. We got money. Because there's a lot of people that get that got nothing. Mm -hmm. The majority got nothing. But we got some money. And I'm always going to get some money. Because I'm willing to work. Right? So, like I said, it it is a, like I said, to me, it's a mindset. I play offense, and I'm going to go get the knowledge. I've Like I said, I've come up with tactics. Hustle, learn how to learn. Hustle tactics is not enough just to learn. You have to learn how to learn, mm -hmm. right? How to, you know, if I get a course, I'll put it all together, and it'd be just one big course. It'd be four hours, and I'll just sit there, and I'll drive around the city and listen to it till it's done. And I did, I drove a course on coding. I had to listen to it about 20 times over and over and over again until it stuck. So wow. you're doing all this stuff. If you, let's just say you just, you put your hands up, you just sit there, the song's a hit. Are you able to, the way your contract's negotiated, I, 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 could you be fine just doing absolutely nothing? Mm -mm. Okay. I always got to be working. I mean, I can live off of my royalties, but yeah, you know, that's, we only got one song. <laughs> I've been able to, I've been able to make a living off of one damn song for right. twenty-eight years. Who else yeah. does that? Seriously. Know, so, so awesome. but you'd be fine though, though right? Like, like you will have two, three, four albums that they can sing stuff off of. I have to. It, it is so much harder for us because we got one song, so we have to truly be entertainers, because I can get up there for an hour and entertain you and end it with whoop. Right, it's true. Because I'm a DJ. Because I know how to sing. Because I know how to tell jokes. I'm a comedian. I know how to do all these things. Would people be surprised the way royalties work? It really all depends on the deal, right? Because some people we hear hits and we're like, "Oh, these guys must be billionaires," you know? Hey, it depends on the deal. Mm -hmm. Like it could be fifty fifty, or it could be the way it is now. I feel sorry for them because we sold physical pieces, so we got pieces of anything that was sold. We got a piece of. But now the streaming stuff. You know, they, the way those things are structured, you don't make as much money as they made back then, mm -hmm. right? And you can make money, but you make money on the licensing. You make money, but then they, the record company get a piece of the licensing unless you're good enough to do it yourself. And that's where social media comes in because all them record companies think that you need to have, they want you to already have your following in place. Your fans are already in place and then they'll come support you and then get a piece of, you know, they, they're always looking for an angle. Yeah. So they're always looking for an angle. And there's always a kid who don't care what happens. They just want to be a star. Right. Right. I was totally. one of those kids, right. Mm. I, I was like, I'll deal with it later. We got, I got to be a star. I've worked too hard for this. Right. And I don't regret any of it. And I'm not bitter. And, you know, as a man, you got to take responsibility for your mistakes. And then, you know what the pandemic taught me? It taught me that. There are no mistakes. There are no missed opportunities. As long as you breathe and you can correct all that shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm serious, man. You can correct everything. Because back in the day, there, there were so many opportunities that passed me by and I beat myself up for a long time. But now I'm doing every last one of those opportunities that I thought I had missed and made mistakes on because sometimes in life we're just not ready. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? 
That's life. And now I feel like I'm 25. They're like, I am in the cryptoverse, metaverse, crypto, the whole nine. And I understand what it is because I didn't get involved in it to buy coins and think it's a new form of money. I got into it because I understood, I understand what it is. It's the brand new internet. It's the internet in 1997. Because mm-hmm. I was there and didn't take advantage of it. Right? It's crypto in 2010. I was there and didn't take advantage of it. And I vowed that I would not miss anything ever again. So even if the market is down, I'm still going to study it. And I'm going to hold. And any new opportunity that comes my way, I'm going to invest in it because I know all you need is one to blow. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, and you're there. Right? But then I have the ability to do things in that, 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 uh, in that world that nobody else does because of who I am. I could have an t- NFT of a picture of me, but then put my original lyrics of Won't There It Is in there. And now that's got value, right? Yeah. And if I get another Geico commercial, which I will, and it's hot, then I could be like, I have one NFT who wants it. Yeah, you need a sprinkles. NFT. Hey, hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, and I got I, just from the club back in the day, I used to sell mix CDs, mixtapes. And, uh, and 20 times a night, I'd be like, hey, everybody, check this out. Listen to me. I only have three mix CDs left, and I'm selling them. I can give you all of them for $10. Who wants it? And Sorry. 20 people would run to the DJ booth <laughs> with the last three CDs that I had, but then I had a whole, I had a whole case of them, mm. right? <laughs> people but people then, but want what's going that, away. Do you see yeah. the value? Do you see? That's that's yeah. that's an NFT in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That value, oh my God, there's only three of them? I got to get me one. Yeah. And then that's what happens. That's why that whole, it's, 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 it's the same game, but it's just in a different way. It's digital. And people are trying to understand it when it's so simple, right? I have no and, idea what it is. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. It's, yeah. That's the thing. But I vowed that I would never miss out on anything again. I so I got to learn it. And that's what yeah. I did. I learned it. Learn it. Anything I got to do with digital, I'm learning it. Because I know that if I'm self-sufficient at it, I can flourish. And I can do other things that other people can't do. Right? Now, you know, there, there, there are things I'm, you know, insufficient at, but can't do everything. You got to do the things that you think you can string together to make you some money. So I don't, you know, I don't have to work, but I have to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to, I got to memorize, you know, 30 pages of, of scripts by Monday and then I do wow. it. So right. when you do these, do you interview as DC or do you, are you interviewing for a character or does it not matter? Oh, no, I, I interview like one is for, one is for a shady used cars deal, deal, dealsman. Uh, one is a detective. The other one is for uh, a wealthy married couple that they want to let somebody live in their, their house. Uh, hmm. And the other one is a different detective, but in the same movie. Hmm. Wow. And then Good I point. did one yesterday where I was, what was, what was yesterday? Yesterday was, uh, I was milked. Yesterday I was that this one's with Piers Brosnan, so this one is a this one I'm I'm a bouncer, and then there's one the other one was I was a uh, uh, so I do so many right, 
But I get a, <laughs> yeah, I get an audition. Yeah. They be like, you got two days to do it, or you got a day, and I got to um, memorize those lines. And the challenge of that, the yeah. challenge of breaking down a script and then becoming a character and being real. I have so many experiences in my life that you know, that is, that's what you know. What what has helped me become a good actor is that I've learned to sequester my ego and my pride, and I don't get in my emotions. And I don't react to my emotions. I just put them in my pocket to use for later. So if there's mm. something in one of these scripts that calls for me to be arguing with a girl because I was arguing with a girl last week, now I don't have to go find a character. The character becomes me. And now it's real, right? Mm. Because I was the one doing it. I can, uh. just, I can just go back to where I was. I can go back to where I was 14 and I was embarrassed about something if the script calls for it, right? Yeah. So you develop these tactics and these techniques to help you, you know, and you keep it simple. You know, you it, it used to be hard. I used to have all kind of mental trips and why can't this and this and do I need to move my eye like this and do I need to turn my body like that and this and that and talk like this. And when it was just like, you're not going to get the job anyway. That's how I, I learned this from a great actor. He's like, you're not going to get the job anyway. So why are you putting yourself through all that? What is the job of the scene? What, what do you need to do? Well, I need to convince this young lady that we want her to stay with us because she's such a good maid. That's the job of the scene. Just gotta convince her. It's that simple, right? But we make it hard. Like the cast director, is the cast director not gonna like me because my hair's too gray or because of this and because, of, you know, casting directors want you to win. They got a job to do, so they're trying to fill these roles. They want you to do good. But most actors think the casting director is against them. You see how people think? Yeah, when you get in your own head like that, I'm like that, believe me. Yeah, they, you can't. And, yeah. and, and what that, it was a course. And what that course did was you just subtract the bullshit. What is the job? Keep it that simple. All the other stuff doesn't matter because you're not going to get it anyway. And, when, and, and that approach, because that is my business. My business is rejection. And it's not rejection because I'm not good. Think about how many times have you, you, you know, you're a younger man. You're like, oh, I'm going to go out tonight. Let me go find a nice shirt. You go to the, you go to Macy's or wherever. You look for the shirts. Oh, man, this is cool. But nah, this is long sleeve. I don't need, no, nah, this, this one's really dope. But it's too little, too fly. I need something that's casual and something that keep me warm. Wait a minute. Oh, there it is. And you just walk out with just one shirt. Right. But that don't mean all the other shirts are crap. That just means this shirt is for tonight. or What I'm trying to do, which is go out with this young lady and have a good time and look nice. Next time I need a shirt that I want to do something else with. So that's how you got to perceive it. Right. That one shirt is the shirt for the job at hand right now. But all the other shirts don't suck. You could you would love to have all them other shirts in your closet because it would give you more variety to do things. So that's how I look at acting. It's mm -hmm. like, you're not, you're, I know that I might not be, I, I know that I can act, but I might not be right for the part. My co-star might be 4'11 four, four and I'm 6'2". That ain't gonna look right. <laughs> Unless I'm sitting down, right? I might look a little too old for my co-star. So that's not right. You want the right, casting is putting the right people in the right place so the movie is believable. 
Yeah, you look into the reality of things, and I think, and that's that's happened to me plenty of times where I'm just like, oh, if I could just get this, if they just, if I could just get this, then I'll be so happy, right? And if they could just understand, they have no idea what they're doing to me, right? But in reality, like what you just said, it's like, hey, you might be, you probably don't look like what they're looking for. You're not yeah. acting with the way they want it. Wrong with you? Yeah. It's just that this is what we need, and you know, and, and see, so my my attitude is when I go into auditions, I'm like. How can I help you? How can I help you fill these roles? Because I know you got pressure on you because you got to fill 80 roles. So how can I help you? Now, there's no way I can help them, but that's my attitude. Because it keeps me out of my head. Right? I'm not worrying about, okay, so I'm wondering what this cast, I think this is going to work this way. Well, this is, you make choices, but what's the job of the scene? And then sometimes you just dare to move the scene along. You don't have to be a great actor. You just got to be real. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk loud. You just have to be real because you got a microphone on, so you can talk low. And when look next time you look at somebody acting in a dramatic series or just anything, listen to how they're talk. They're down there whispering, mm. but it sounds like they're talking, like we're talking, right? But they're whispering because they got a mic right here. <clears throat> That's what makes it sound real. You know how hard it was for me to learn all this stuff. No, we've been acting since 2017. I just finished Dynasty. I just that came out. Games people play. I got P Valley coming. Uh, the re- re-education of Molly uh, Winger. This movie called My Corona. We shot during the uh, pandemic. A documentary of the same name and the Mediator and a couple more things that I can't remember. I'm a working actor now. Yeah, I was and gonna say, do you prefer like acting or music? Like playing? Because you're show, going right? everywhere. You're traveling for the song yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the music is always there, but I love acting because it's hard. Yeah. And I know everybody's not going to put in what I'm putting in to get there, right? And then I've got a, a community of friends that we all keep, we hold each other accountable, right? That networking is the most important part. Finding good people that can hold you accountable in everything that you do. And you know if you're doing right or if you're doing wrong, because it's going to show. And I can't let them go to the promised land and I just be stuck here because I was lazy and didn't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the example so they follow me and we all get there together. Right? That's how I see it. I love the narrative. He didn't start acting until he was 50. That's 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 a winner. Right? That's a winner. It, I, acting came for me at the right time at the right place because I used to beat myself up for years because in 1995 I was sitting in the office of the president of New Line Cinema and he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about casting you in this new movie, man. The lead is uh, Wesley Snipes and LL Cool J. They're fighting for the lead, and the movie's called Blade. I'm like, yeah, yeah, call my, call, call, call my agent, right? Wow. And I beat myself up for years because I was there. Oh. But I was in the womb, there it is. I was in the throes of womb, there it is. Right. I was a rap star, right? Oh, man. Sometimes in life, you're just not ready. Yeah. Right? Wow. Um, 1994. I'm in the deep bowels of Disney teaching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse how to rap. That started my voiceover career. And I beat myself up for years because I was there. But now I'm this week on NBC. Right. Wow. That's pretty good. I like that. It's never too late, man. Yeah. Never too late. As long as you're breathing. And hear that, Rob? He's talking to you, you know. It's like a shark. You got to keep swimming. They just got to keep going. All they do is, is eat. What, what, what did Quinn say? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
the killing they machine. Eat and make babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's their whole. That's a whole bane of their existence. That's right? all they do. That's all they do. But it took years for me to get good at voiceover, and I'm yeah. still not as good as I want to be. You know, the opportunity's there, but I can't. I can't even get to voiceover now because I'm doing so many acting auditions. It's like something got to give. But you know, I tell people all the time: the thing I want to do with voiceover, I want to be in the Star Wars universe, live action or animation. It'd be awesome. Nice. I want to be, be cool. in the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know I want to be. All you need is one good role in a Star Wars animated series, and you live forever. Yeah. Think about what's happening now with the you know, Ahsoka Tana just lives forever. Cat Bane just lived like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and all that stuff is just they taking characters that maybe had five minutes of screen time their whole existence I in know. Star Wars and now they live forever. Boba Fett had like two lines in all of Star Wars, you know, yeah. the, the original movies. It's just so crazy. And then like uh Boba that what the last uh six came out a couple of days ago and now they got so good where they got luke with ahsoka tana yeah like to <laughs> see a young luke skywalker i know i'm yeah. geeking out on y'all but it's like oh yeah that's what i want man you know what i mean because you there's certain things that mean something and that's something that means something that if you're archived forever you live forever but you're already there no yes not, you not, are right? You're yeah, part but, of my you know, life, but, but, whether you like it or not, DJ. Whether I like it or not, but it, you still have to archive your history correctly because, you know, if you don't do it, who else is going to do it, right? Like, William, everybody reveres William Shakespeare, but his boy was probably better than him. But his boy didn't archive his shit. So William Shakespeare is the greatest playwright ever that ever lived because his, all his plays and all his stuff was done over and over and over, generation after generation after generation. Now it's just, it is the genesis of everything that we see as acting, right? Mm -hmm. When there's probably people before him that were better, but they didn't archive their stuff or nobody archived it for them. So that's why I love SEO. That's why I love Wikipedia, Wikidata, all these things, because now I get to properly archive tag teams and get to make a tag team museum that will last forever, right? awesome that's the key yeah i think different man it's just I yeah because just, i mean you know it's about legacy man it's about i like being the one hit wonder who can after 30 years still make money on his record and go do shows and still do be still act young right still be young at heart what yeah. better i'm 55 years old what better thing to do when you're 55 years old seriously i do have a question real quick when were you trying to keep going or were you like satisfied when it when it was looking towards like i mean as far as your rap the the the, the rap career right i mean Never moving satisfied. on trying what was that I'm still, gonna, I'm still gonna make records again but i'm not gonna do it in the way everybody else thinks mm -hmm. i'll do i'll do jingles right and, add, totally. and ads yeah right because <clears throat> that think about it. think about the playoffs in basketball or any any sport you hear a whole bunch of commercials that got beats that they're like, whoa, I never heard that song before. And they become catchy. And they're mm -hmm. like, damn, who is that? That's DC the Brains Premium Tag Team. Damn, he's still making money, right? Right. There's more yeah. ways. There's so many ways to be successful. You don't have yeah. to take the traditional route like every, you don't have to be a follower. You can, you can make your own path. 
but you're going to have to put in a lot of extra work, right? Like I'm learning how to make pitch decks for all these ad agencies because I want to do a bunch of commercials. Because yeah. I know I could be good. I want to be Jake from State Farm for Geico. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should. And Geico's like the mountain. Like that's the mountain. That's the, the mountain. top. And like, we're all working on it. We are. We're working on trying to keep it going. But it's like there's only so much you could do with Wunt. There it is. Now we can do other other things with pieces of it. Like we could do something with a shakalaka part of it. Mm. We already did chocolate, but you know what I'm saying? There's pieces yeah. of it that you can do that you might be able to get three or four good ones out of it before everybody gets sick of it. But it just depends on what the commercial is. It depends on the concept. It depends on if it's clever. It depends on if it makes people smile and laugh. Backwood commercials are good at that. You could but converge hump day with tag yeah. team, you know, the yeah. camel. Yep. I mean, there's all kinds of things we could do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, that is popular. You know what I mean? Because that's what Star Wars is doing. Mixing up all these shows to where all these people from the past that you hadn't seen in years now are talking to each other. Like, that's... And everybody loves it. Yeah. Got grown men crying. Because they remember <laughs> when they were a little boy watching Star Wars in the movie theater. That's right. Oh, yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. I remember that. I remember watching Empire Strikes Back and just being floored. Oh, yeah. There's certain movies that floor you. You know what I mean? But DC, what I'm trying to tell you is uh, what floored me is when I'm watching D2, The Mighty Ducks, I believe it was. Yeah, was it knuckle puck time or something? Yeah. And then, body people! Yeah. You know, like, you don't understand. No, know? I understand. I understand totally. Because I, I, I saw it. Right? I saw it. And it was like, <laughs> wow, that's, that's like, people really liked it. Because, man, that was, a good, that was a cool movie. And that was two. Because the first one was good, but the second one was just as good, if not better. Better, my opinion. And then, you know, and then it was just like, you know, those are sports stories. They last. How did they you think? Doc you... jams. It's like all those things were, you know, just it's, it, it's a lot of synergy sometimes, right? And just like with the elf, that'll live forever because that's probably one of the best Christmas movies, top 10 Christmas movies right. ever. It will always be played like the claim, like the claymation films that we used to watch when we was little kids. Yeah. That will come on TV, right? It's gonna live forever. I do think so. it's funny how it became like a, it's like a sports song. You know what I mean? It's like, but is it really? It's a sports song, but then it's a dance song, and then it's okay, just man, like. Matt, let me tell you, swoop. There it is about chasing women on a Friday night, trying to get some drink and having a good fun, smoking and having a good time. The same, the same thesis of every country song, every blues song, every rock and roll song, every hip hop song in history. Yeah, chasing women. <laughs> exactly yeah totally for sure for sure it's about ha man. having fun yeah, yeah everybody think it's this wholesome you know this wholesome song that these christian guys made i'm like oh my god <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> kids, are, uh, kids families are singing the lyrics and not even knowing what they're singing mm -hmm. yeah like, oh my Just, god once but, it's catchy know, that's, enough but that's energy though right, right. it's positive energy and positive sometimes can overcome negative. So. Absolutely. Now, is there anything that you could tell these up and coming young cats that are doing? I mean, these people are getting hits on SoundCloud, YouTube. That's how they're getting big. It's a whole different direction now that obviously, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, you're, you're in this game now. What, do, what is your advice for the for the for the young cats that are have a lot of followers and stuff and they're just trying to take it to the next level? How do we have a long lasting career in this day and age? Our music publishing. Learn everything you can about music publishing because music publishing is the entire game, full stop. 
Okay. If I had read every book, if I had read three books in the library about music publishing a month before I signed that contract, my whole whole career would have been different. It is the music oh. publishing because if you don't understand music publishing, if you don't understand royalties, if you don't understand what your rights are, if you don't understand all those things, you're leaving your life in somebody else's hands that don't know what the hell they're doing. They're trying to get money off of you. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the game. So I tell, and there are people like, what? I don't have to go down means I don't have to go to the club and I don't have to get shows and all has like, I'm not giving you, you know, I, I'm giving you the back end. The front end is the money, cars, clothes, all the women. That's the front end. What happens when your record fades? Do you have your rights? If you have your rights to a mediocre record, you can live, you can live off that record forever because you can always license it. Music oh. publishing. There are so many books on music publishing. Learn it inside out read everything possible, make mind maps, get it in your brain. So when somebody talks to you about a record, you know what your rights are. You know that you're not gonna give up your music publishing because that's where the money is. That's where if somebody wants to use it in a commercial and you know you can get $250,000 off the rip, right? Because you own all of your publishing. So if you're going to do it all the way, everybody's looking, see, everybody is acting like they need all this attention. And that's what they want. When they're missing the point, the point is to build a healthy business. So if you don't know about your business, how are you going to ever succeed? Music publishing. Best advice I can give anybody. Oh, yeah. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you for coming on. I mean, hey, man, I appreciate y'all for just let me come in here and run my mouth. No, yeah, we love it. Fun. We love it. I'm just not yeah. trying to take up too much of your time. So I appreciate you giving it to us. Are you traveling a lot right now? Are you, you home or yeah. what? Since everything opened gone. back up? I'm always gone. Yeah. I'm traveling. I, I'm traveling. I travel. I might go to LA from Atlanta just so I can sit on a plane and learn something. So I'm stuck there to learn it. Wow. I do that because, you know, if I'm stuck on a plane for five hours, I can get work done. Right. There's nothing else I'm to here. do. If I get a little bored, I just go and watch TV. I can't get it done. I'm on a plane. I get it done. I do that a lot. But then I'll network. I'll go to conventions. I do everything, man. Oh, hey. I love traveling. I just love hustling. And I know mm -hmm. that me sitting here on my butt ain't going to get me no money. That's right. So we're just you know, always you, moving. You give me some money because, you know, I can see her do voiceover, whatever, make deals and boom, boom, boom. But getting out there in the world, especially like I was out, I was flying so much during the pandemic. It, I was all over the place. I shot movies and everything, right? Making deals and all kinds of stuff. As long as you just got to be careful, mm -hmm. right? And I was careful and got through it. And I still, you know, I still go, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, I just, you gotta be safe, man, because if I catch COVID, I don't get to work. Mm -hmm. Totally. Acting, you gotta take COVID tests and all kinds of stuff. You gotta be uh, vaccinated a whole nine. Well, I didn't give a damn about that. I was first in line. I was like, give it to me. Whatever y'all giving, I'm taking. Yeah. 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 Give me I ain't got give time. Me. I ain't got yeah. time to be 
going through all the mental gymnastics. So I, I ain't got time. Right. It is exhausting. No as long as I don't grow, hey, I have not grown a tail yet. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You feeling good, confident about it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. For sure. I want more. If I, I started yeah. growing a tail, that's a different ball game. Right? Hit me with yeah. another one. Hit me with another one to balance You're it like, all. Like, oh, out. no, he took Pfizer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, man, I'm telling you, man. I'm, hey, and, and it's funny because it get you know, I took the Moderna and it gives you gives you a window a window of what it's like and you can imagine if that and it's just maybe a five percent window you're just a little tired mm -hmm. it's like you're sick without the symptoms right totally. and the first time i took it i had went to denver to get it because my brother like if you want this shot you better come on this was like early early on i flew to denver took it I was running around, ate, ate some Wendy's, went and worked out the whole night and jumped right back on the plane and came back. But when I got back, I was wiped. I slept for two days. <laughs> right? I, slept, I, I slept like it beat me down for two. And it was, I wasn't sick. Yeah. It was like, you know how it's like you, you feel like you're sick because you're tired, but you don't have the symptoms, the throat, mm. the nose, the all, all, and that's all it does. So if you had all the other symptoms and you was beat down like that, then that's just I can I just can't even imagine. And you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cold. That that's uh -huh. like that. Uh uh. Uh uh. That's scary. Uh uh. I just you know I can live with whatever happens, but I'm not trying to go out like that because I'm falling for something that I just. I, yeah. To each his own. Yep. God bless everybody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, whatever they got, I'm taking. Yep, for sure. Me too. Yeah, gotcha. sign me up. Hey, man, I got to get out of here, man. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Absolutely. Hey, Thank you very you. much for coming on here, sir. Right. And um, we appreciate your time. Cool bet. Take care. All right, you take care. Take care. Wake up to reality. To reality. To reality.